Syracuse Police Chief and DA discussed the fatal crash involving Jim Beheim. Fans of the community grid replacement for I-81 say at a city forum that commutes should not outweigh the city's resurgence. And Syracuse University's Pete Sala prepares for the most hectic Carrier Dome weekend in decades. This is your Syracuse.com News Flash for Friday, February 22nd. I'm Katrina Tellick. Supporters of a community grid option for Interstate 81 were out in force at John Catco's fourth and final town hall meeting on the future of the aging viaduct that cuts through the middle of Syracuse. There were twice as many grid supporters who want to see the highway torn down and replaced with an improved street grid, as there were those who would like to rebuild the highway or a tunnel under the city. About 20 people spoke in the 90-minute meeting, and Catco's last meeting at Fowler High School drew several hundred people and took place within two miles of the viaduct. It either needs to be torn down or rebuilt in accordance with federal safety standards. Catco's three prior meetings occurred in Auburn, where many public speakers were against the grid, and in DeWitt and Salina, where reporter Pat Lohman said the audience was split pretty evenly. Once the final meeting was over, Catco again declined to say which option for the highway he thought was best, saying he sees it as his role to facilitate the conversation more than choose a side. Syracuse Police Chief Kenton Buckner and Onondaga County District Attorney William Fitzpatrick held a news conference on Thursday evening to answer questions about the fatal crash involving Syracuse University men's basketball coach Jim Beheim. Buckner said Beheim did, quote, exactly what we expected him to do. He called 911, looked to help the injured, and tried to warn other vehicles about the accident, Buckner said. He is also fully cooperating with the investigation. The crash took place late on Wednesday night, and Syracuse police said a vehicle lost control on the highway. The car came to a stop across two of the three lanes of the highway, and the people in the car got out and tried to get off the highway, police said. Beheim of DeWitt was driving east on Interstate 690 and came upon the disabled car and tried avoiding the vehicle, but Beheim's vehicle struck one of the men who was trying to cross the road. The man hit was later identified as Jorge Jimenez, 51, of Syracuse. Jimenez was transported to Upstate University Hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. A second passenger from the disabled vehicle was also injured in the accident. He suffered minor injuries. Buckner said he doesn't believe there will be any criminal charges at this time. DA Fitzpatrick said Beheim is, quote, absolutely devastated. Beheim had gone to dinner at Joey's Restaurant following Syracuse's win over Louisville on Wednesday night at the Carrier Dome. He was driving home at the time of the accident. According to SU Athletic Director John Wildhack, Coach Beheim met briefly with the SU players on Thursday, but he did not attend or participate in the team's practice on Thursday night. In a statement, Wildhack said, Our hearts go out to all those impacted by the tragic accident involving Coach Beheim. The coach is heartbroken. Syracuse will play number one Duke on Saturday night in the Carrier Dome. And this weekend, the Carrier Dome prepares for two record crowds, two basketball games broadcast by ESPN, and two lacrosse games. The Carrier Dome will have to transition from basketball to lacrosse and back again, all in the span of 48 hours, starting with Saturday's 6 p.m. men's basketball game against Duke and finishing with the women's game against defending national champion Notre Dame at 6 p.m. on Monday. On Friday, Syracuse officials will begin preparing for the biggest on-campus crowd in college basketball history for the Oranges game against Duke. Also this weekend, the New York Farm Show returns to the New York State Fairgrounds in Syracuse. The show hosts more than 400 exhibitors displaying the latest in farm equipment, tractors, combines, and farm implements, seed and crop protection products, farm supplies, woodlot and related industry supplies. The show runs through Saturday. Then on Sunday, one of the world's shortest parades and possibly its most boisterous returns to Syracuse's Tipperary Hill neighborhood. 
The annual Green Beer Sunday festivities start at noon on February 24th in and around Coleman's Authentic Irish Pub. Green Beer Sunday marks the official beginning of the St. Patrick's season in Syracuse and Central New York. The season ends on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day itself. And looking ahead to your weekend weather, you can expect a high of 36 and a low of 19 on Friday, and a high of 41 and a low of 35 on Saturday, with mostly clouds in the skies. But on Sunday, look for higher temperatures, with a high of 51 and a low of 27 degrees, but there will be some showers in the forecast. That is your Syracuse.com News Flash for Friday, February 22nd. I'm Katrina Tellick. Have a great weekend.